0: Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, one of your hosts, and the founder of Authentic Connections Podcast Network, which makes this podcast possible. This podcast is where you discover the voice behind the pages of your next favorite book. And I'm excited about the author we have for you today. Ella Shawn is a Southern erotic women's fiction writer podcaster, diversity sensitivity writing coach, and avid crocheter. She tells the forbidden stories of Black Southern women who find healing and liberation through the practice of sacred eroticism. So I'm thrilled for her to be here today and give us this unique take on things. Thank you so much for being here, Ella. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, I'm excited to be here. Yes. And so we always start with the same question, which is, tell me the most interesting
1: thing about where you are from. I'm from South Carolina. And I think the most interesting thing to me is that Strom Thurmond, who was a senator here, he had the 24 hour, 18 minute filibuster in 57 against civil rights, even though he'd fathered a black daughter in 1925 that he kept a secret. And yet he was a staunch anti civil rights. Kind of person. And I just think that is the South in a nutshell. That is exactly what being a Southerner is right there in a nutshell.
0: That is a really good way to put it. And it is amazing how much people fight against the parts that are part of them in some ways at times. So, yes, that is a very interesting yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, I want to hear more about you growing up. What is one of your earliest memories?
1: Uh, one of my earliest memories is walking behind my uncles and my older cousins. We had a thought of family land, and so we'd always have a spring garden. And just kind of walking behind them, I think I may have been five or six, they would— chop a little bit of earth, I'd drop a little seed, and I had to be able to eyeball the right amount of dirt to put on top. Because if you put too much, you're going to keep the seeds from growing because they won't get the sun. But if you do too little, then the sun's going to scorch them. And I was like... That was like a really great memory for me, just kind of behind my uncles and and my, you know, my older male cousins being very responsible and and focused because I didn't want them to say, what are you doing, Ella? Fix it. You can't keep messing up. You're messing us up. So I was really kind of focused. And that was a great memory.
0: That is a great memory, and that's like to have like that awareness of the responsibility of it. Because I still think people planting stuff don't realize the importance of
1: the depth of doing things.
0: So that awareness is kind of an exciting thing to be getting at such a young age.
1: Yes, well, that's how it is. That's how it was in the country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that makes great sense. And so, for your books, you have a series. Give us a little overview of your series and a little bit about your writing.
1: Okay. So I have a series. It's called the Broken Souls series. And the first book is a title of the series Broken Souls. And then it goes into mirrored souls and consecrated souls and harmonious souls. And to be honest with you, I really thought I was writing about the main character reclaiming her womanhood and finding, you know, her way in the world. And it turned out that I was really writing about this whole mother-daughter disconnect in relationships and how mothers are never truly honest with their daughters about who they are, what they were, why they made choices, and how they passed that legacy of, you know— fractured living onto their daughters. And I didn't figure that out until like the fourth book, the final book. But it's also about how mothers don't give their daughters permission to really connect with their own sensual selves and to understand how that part of themselves is more than just what you give away in hopes of keeping someone with you, it is your source of creativity and it is your source of peace and it is your source of power and thoroughly enjoyed working with all of the characters. In fact, I went into a deep depression when I finished the fourth book because I was like, I'm I'm not going to see them anymore. I'm not going to have every day with them.
0: Yes, you lost your friends. That is so incredible that your characters grew with you and with the series enough that you were able to see new angles and parts of them through writing them. That is incredible.
1: It was. And it was like, I knew that My main character would be a DID system, and so they are a dissociative identity disorder system, and it was just like, I loved building those characters. I never saw them as one character and four different voices. They always came to me, like, in these separate ways and they always looked so completely different from each other and so writing for them was amazing just getting to know them as individuals and figuring out how they would work as a collective was a lot of fun which led me down a huge spiritual journey, personally, and it took them down this spiritual journey of just, you know, reconciling the fact that this is, you know, maybe we're not the anomaly. Maybe we're the model that the universe is trying to show everybody. This is how I create you all. This is why you all exist so that I can validate my existence. The universe is saying this to the collective. And so it was just a lot of fun, a lot of hard research, a lot of difficult writing because it is based in trauma and tragedy and dark, horrible things.
0: Well, and there's so much to your writing. Like every time I, I learn a little bit more about your books and about you, what you've written, that you have such a unique way of framing them. The eroticism element that you have to them, but the spiritual element that you have to them. And yet we also, as we speak, I learn more about this tragedy and this character growth and these relationships and all these angles. So it sounds like
1: there was a lot of depth to your books. I'm going to say this. For me, writing is like painting with words. My daughter is an artist and she's an oil. She, you know, that's her medium, oils. And it's about the layering so that you can create depths and shadows and play around with light. I write that way. I prefer to make sure that, you know, once you read one book and you go and you read the second book, I want you to have to go back to the first book and say, wait did she prepare me for this in that book and realize that I did? And that's kind of the way I approach writing, because if all I'm going to give you is a superficial story that you can read, you know, the first couple of paragraphs and know where it's going to end, then there really, for me, is no point in writing in putting something out there. So, like, yes, I I follow a very spiritual path in my writing, because for me, eroticism— Everybody gets so caught up in the carnality of it. But for me, eroticism resides in the spiritual body. Sexuality, of course, resides in the physical body because that is a five sense kind of situation. But eroticism, that is the ability to take what could happen in 20 seconds and stretch it out to eternity, experiencing it all within the same snap of time. That's eroticism. Being in that space, holding space for pleasure to extend beyond what is expected while still living in that real-time element.
0: That's incredible. And so, for you to have found your voice in your writing, did it take you a long time to get to that place to find your voice? Or do you feel like it was always there and you just found the books and the place to kind of put it into?
1: I've always known what my voice would be as a writer. It has always been through eroticism. I knew I would always write through that lens, even as like a 17, 18-year-old, you know, piddling around with poetry. What has taken me a long time is being able to say, oh, yes, I'm Elishan and I write erotica, I write erotic women's fiction. That has taken me a very long time, up until, like, A year ago, I was still saying, I'm a romance writer. I write romance. I write dark romance. But no, I don't write romance. I literally write erotica. But that has taken me a long time to give myself permission to own not only what I craft, but to own what I absolutely love about being a woman, which is that feminine, erotic, creative energy. I've always had the voice. I just didn't have the, what is it, the courage to own it outside of my writing.
0: Yeah, and I think it's because of the judgment that people snap to with those things that they don't wait to hear what goes with it. And it's so beautiful to hear you describe it and hear you say about it, what it is that you write and why you write what
1: you write. And so it's beautiful. I'm glad you are here sharing that with us. You know, I'm glad to be here. I mean, you have to consider this, Shauna. I'm in South Carolina, the Bible Belt. I grew up Baptist in the Black Baptist Church, where you were, you know, going to to hell for even thinking about anything outside of Christ and God. And so to walk away from all of that and own all of myself, it's been quite a journey and one that I'm just so happy that I took, you know. And I I think— uh, the Broken Soul series is kind of like it helped me move away from all of that, and kind of shed that guilt, shed the shame, and just embrace, you know, being a woman, and and a writer who enjoys eroticism.
0: That's incredible. And I think that speaks to a lot of other women being able to embrace who they are and the parents and the mothers and what they were taught and what they were passed down and who they are and what they had a hard time talking about and what they had a hard time embracing. And the more we perpetuate it, the harder we have, the harder time we have being who we really are. So it's amazing that you're doing this and being able to talk about it and write about it and step into it more. That's incredible. So thank you for sharing that with us. That's wonderful. And so when it comes to what writing inspires you, like, is there a book or a story that's been really inspirational to you in your journey?
1: Yes. Their Eyes Were Watching God, Zora Neale Hurston, and she is hands down my favorite author. I absolutely adore her. I didn't discover her until my senior year in high school. And then I became a devout worshiper of Zora Neale Hurston. That book redefined womanhood for me and it also redefined what a marriage what a relationship was for me seeing Janie laying out under that tree looking up at the bumblebees and them going in and out of the flowers and she was like so this is a marriage this is what it means to be married you give no more than you take and you take no more than you give but you are both being fed you're both happy you're both whole separate and together and it kind of set a standard for me that I never deviated from ever that book changed my life
0: that's incredible what is the best way for people to be able to find you and to be able to connect with you and with your work
1: Yeah, definitely. My website, you know, it's com. Very simple, easy to get to. I mean, you can get my books there. (laughs) Exactly. You can get the books there. My blog is there. You can send me, uh, you know, a little email if you want to talk. It's all there on my website. And you have more than one podcast, too. So do you want to share your podcast? Oh, my word. So, yes. While writing the Broken Soul series, I did a podcast called Enchanted Beast Podcast. And it really is me as a writer working out my spiritual and kind of intellectual conundrums and trying to figure out how my characters fit in through their own situation. It's still available. I am no longer producing new episodes, but it's like 62 episodes out there. And, you know, I go back and listen sometimes and I get a lot of insight. So that podcast is there. And I am so excited to announce that I will be launching a new podcast, Black Writer Therapy Podcast, sometime in June. And that podcast is really Kind of a call out to the publishing industry that it is time to do what you said you were going to do and be more equitable in your approach to offering up of the publishing contracts for black women, particularly. And I focus on black women writers and we're just going to have the conversations, fill the tea and see what happens.
0: No, that's amazing. That's so important. You're doing really important things, Ella. And I'm so glad that you are doing that. And it's not easy and it's not simple. And your voice is imperative. So thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're contributing and for coming and sharing with us today. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Thanks for joining us. I hope you take a second to give us a review or a couple of stars on your favorite podcasting platform, and we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.